I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. Drew, I think you are really going to love tonight's episode. Really? Yeah. So we're going to explore the concepts of time slips and time travel and how the two differ. Yes. And I'm not really going to go into like the theoretical science behind time travel because that just goes way over my head. I'm not science. Like my brain just doesn't do science very well. Right. Instead, I'm going to talk generally about the idea and discuss some stories of people who claim to travel through time. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited to discuss this because two of my favorite movies, like, kind of deal with that. One of my favorites, of course, is Back to the Future. Yes, that mine movie, too. Because movie rules. Yeah. I love the first one, but the second one, I have, like, a soft spot yes. for the second one. Yes, yes, And I think the reason why is because my buddies in college, we just used to quote that one all the time yeah it's very quotable right um yeah and then actually in college i actually watched donnie darko for the first time with yeah. my crazy roommate i remember you year. showed me yeah yeah so yeah i'm excited yeah great uh, before we get started you want to tell what we're drinking sure so tonight we are drinking this new cocktail we're dubbing it the time traveler and it's made with midori pineapple juice blue caraco and Prosecco. It's really good. Yeah, it's actually I, really, really nice. I like the, uh, the stacking. little sweet, but yeah. just add more Prosecco and that'll right. help. I like the stacking of the colors. I think that's um, Yeah, that's we, fun thing. we're going to post a video on, on our Instagram if yeah. you want to check that out. So the first thing we need to do is to clarify the difference between a time slip, quote unquote, and time travel. So a time slip is more of a paranormal experience or supernatural experience in which someone inadvertently travels to a different place in time. It's as if they walked into a moment from the past. They may be able to see things or people from another time period, but they don't necessarily affect the larger timeline of the universe by doing this. Okay. Um, Sometimes they think they've actually seen ghosts. But it's more of a time slip because they've seen things that occurred in the past. And it's kind of like that question of like, are they the ghost or is, or what they seeing is the ghost kind of, you know, it's like gets into this like theological idea of like, who's a ghost or is time, you know. So time travel is a little bit more scientific in nature, usually requiring a machine or some type of device and a willingness to travel through time to change something that happened in the past or to see what happens in the future. So it's more scientific in nature and less paranormal, like accidental occurrence. So this is going to show how nerdy I am. Um, (laughs) 
so when I think of time slip, and I know this sounds really weird, but I think of <clears throat> in the 90s, and do you remember that game called Mist? Yeah. Okay. So there's a whole, like, there was a whole book series about that. And I, I read them because I was obsessed with Mist in middle school because I was a huge dork. Um, but one of the main, like, characters at one point, he falls through a fissure. Mm-hmm. And, like, in he, time. In time. Yeah. And, like, there's a starry expanse. And it's, a, it's, a, it's like the the book goes and then it, it ends, like, as the first game begins. And he falls through the fissure and he ends up on the island where you like to solve the puzzles in the game mm-hmm. but it, it, it's pretty much like falling through a time slip he falls through and he ends up on this island gotcha so but there that's you go. that's my that's my dorky you know well <laughs> it's true. so the the concept of of someone traveling through time has actually been around for hundreds if not thousands of years right um many ancient myths speak of a person who travels decades or even hundreds of years into the future and i'm not going to go into all of them i found a few but um one one i found is that in jewish tradition there was a first century bc scholar who's said to have fallen asleep and then awoken after seven years 70 seven zero years only to find that no one knows who he is and no one will believe his story that's rip Van winkle well, right? well, so exactly. I mean, it's very, very similar to Rip Van Winkle, which is a short story written by American author Washington Irving, and it was published in 1819. But um, so this so this concept obviously has been around yeah. for a while. Yeah. But going back to the sci-fi aspect of time travel, the idea of a time machine was made famous by H.G. Wells in the in his 1895 novel, aptly named The Time Machine. What's interesting about that one is the time machine doesn't move. So, like, it just it's just a, a sedentary machine that moves through time, but it's always in the same, like, spot, mm-hmm. which is interesting, whereas, like, the DeLorean, it moves. So right. it can move to different spots, like, on the plane of existence or, you know, on the Earth, and then you know, go back in time at wherever they are. Which is interesting because if the Mm. earth rotates, then you would have to know the precise. I mean, in theory, you know, so, okay. I'm not going to get into the science. (laughs) That just like blows my brain. I'm not going to be able to figure that out, but let's talk about Donnie Darko. You mentioned that already. And that touches actually on both the supernatural And the scientific aspects of time travel, right? Right. The movie follows a teenage boy who only survives being crushed to death by a plane engine because he follows a mysterious being in a bunny suit out of his home. And the bunny, whose name is Frank, tells him the world will end in 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds. That was a good good impression. It really wasn't, but it's fine. (laughs) Donnie becomes interested in time travel and how it works. And he discovers this, it's a fictional book, but in the the movie, of course, it's called The Philosophy of Time Travel. And it was allegedly written by his neighbor, Roberta Sparrow. She's this local elderly woman and she's kind of gone insane, right? But in the book, Roberta discusses primary and tangent universes and how time travel can be achieved between these two universes she also speaks about divine intervention 
And I don't really want to speak too much more on it, just in case people haven't seen the movie. We highly recommend oh, it. It's one that you have to kind of watch Numerous multiple times. times. I, I think I've seen it. I have to have seen it at least 10 times since college. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those ones where it's, I, I we watched it around Halloween. It's one of those Halloween movies that we watch like in, around the fall. But it's just, it, it's so interesting. And there's so many like things that you can find in it and there's so much lore like in on the internet yes where they dive into like more of like the the time travel and and i think that's that's a cool thing to have the movie and then have like the lore now the supplemental stuff online and that's where i found roberta sparrow's um some of the snippets from her book even though it's a fictional book, it's, right? But the the movie it kind of delves into that. It's actually on the DVD, isn't it? Don't we? We have the DVD well, and we've watched some of it's those on the special. director. It's on the director's cut. Okay. I don't think we have that. But also, it can also can be said that I think the movie was made first, and then maybe the supplemental stuff kind of maybe came afterwards. Like they're kind of riching it out a little bit more. Yeah. But um, it's still a really. It's I think it's a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It's. It's very weird. <laughs> if you don't like weird movies, then you're not going to like it, probably. Right. Right. Okay. And, of course, there's Back to the Future. Yes. We already mentioned that. And the trilogy, because it's really three movies, focuses on a harebrained scientist who creates a time machine out of a DeLorean. And, of course, the DeLorean has to get up to 88 miles per hour. That's my, that's my <laughs> dream car. A DeLorean with the body kit. That's what I want. Yes. Um, in the second movie, the scientist Doc Brown and his teenage buddy Marty discuss the creation of a second timeline. So again, we're getting this like tangent or divergent, I would say, universe. Um, this this timeline kind of diverges from the original after the antagonist Biff steals the DeLorean to change his own future for the better. And Doc and Marty have to then go back in time and correct what Biff broke. Yeah, he, he uses the um, the almanac. Yes, so. so that he can win on in the races, the horse mm-hmm. races, and yeah. make a lot of money. Those movies are great. Yes. So let's talk about some quote-unquote real, or at least well-known, time travelers. Okay. So first I'm going to start really with an alleged time slip. Okay. On August 10th, 1901, Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain allegedly slipped back in time, seeing Marie Antoinette and others dressed in 18th century French attire during their visit to the Petit Trianon, a small chateau on the grounds of the Palace of Versailles. They didn't specifically say they had time traveled. In fact, they believed the grounds were haunted, and they decided to publish a book about their experience in 1911. However, during their visit, the women said they felt the atmosphere change and, quote, everything suddenly looked unnatural, therefore unpleasant. Even the trees seemed to become flat and lifeless, like wood worked into tapestry. There were no effects of light and shade and no wind stirred in the trees, end quote. So, is that like, okay, is it like a shadow universe? Like a glimpse into another dimensional... Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like. Sound yeah, it sounds a bit that way. Yeah. We're gonna um, touch on a different uh, concept there, right? So um, another interesting claim that's along these <clears throat> same lines is 
that the Vatican allegedly has a chronovisor. Oh, I've heard of this. Okay. So it allows the user to glimpse into the past. And according to an article I found from 2005 in The Guardian, Italian Benedictine monk Pellegrino Annetti, quote, claimed to have developed the chronovisor during the 1950s with 12 famed scientists. And it consisted of numerous antennae, three composed of mysterious metals, which receive light and sound signals on every wavelength, direction finder for tuning into a particular time and place, a screen and a recording device, end quote. Now, using this invention, the team was able to watch Mussolini and Napoleon give speeches as well as witness other scenes from ancient Rome, they also claim to watch the Last Supper and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, allegedly providing an image of Jesus on the cross. However, it should be noted that the article states another magazine exposed the picture. It was actually a reversed image of a postcard. (laughs) So... It's like one of those things. Like, do you believe the person? Because it's a really, they... it's a really cool story, and and I think that's the thing. Is like, you know, you remember those um, you know, those things from the eighties where you had like the, it was like the little the to- the kids toy where you put like yes. the, the, the dial in and, and you click, click it, it and it like moves. Around. That's yeah. it's like that, but it's like religious. <laughs> so, it's like religious. It's like, and so it, and, I mean, they looked at Mussolini and Napoleon right, too. Those but are I mean, religious. I know, things. but my whole thought process it sounds, it sounds interesting. Yeah, and like if, if that it, that sounds like something that National Treasure, like the movie National Treasure, would be yeah, like finding. Yeah. So um, Nick Cage is out there looking for it somewhere. <laughs> Nick Cage is busy with all these weird <laughs> movies he's making. <laughs> all these weird movies <laughs> okay so there was also the infamous philadelphia experiment also known as project rainbow oh <laughs> <laughs> i had to say it that way because it's going to come up in a minute oh, okay <laughs> in october of 1943 the u.s navy allegedly carried out an experiment to cloak the uss eldridge against enemy devices but many believe the warship actually traveled through time Ex-merchant mariner Carl M. Allen is said to have witnessed the event while serving aboard the SS Andrew Furuseth at the U.S. Navy's Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Now, he claims the ship mysteriously teleported to Norfolk, Virginia for several minutes, but then reappeared in Philadelphia in the Philadelphia shipyard. Allegedly, many crew members suffered several side effects, including being frozen in place and insanity. Whoa. I've also heard that there were several men who actually melded with the metal. Oh, shit. Of the ship. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, very. So, of course, the U.S. Navy has denied this incident occurred. Um, but if you are interested, there is a 1984 movie called The Philadelphia Experiment, which tells the story of what happened allegedly. I'm sure it's been fictionalized. But the IMDb synopsis reads, a United States Navy destroyer escort participates in a Navy invisibility experiment that inadvertently sends two sailors 40 years into the future. So, Drew, what do you think you would want to watch that at some point? Because I feel like... Yeah, for sure. We should watch it. We should watch it after this episode. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Okay. 
Um, in other U.S. government conspiracy theories related to time travel, there is the Montauk Project, which was carried out at Montauk Air Force Station on Montauk, Long Island in the 1970s. According to Preston Nichols, the author of the Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, the government was experimenting on people to try to develop psychological warfare techniques. They would conduct mind control experiments on runaway children. Oh, wow. Researchers were able to create a quote-unquote time tunnel, which allowed them to travel through time and space. And in the process, they apparently unleashed an alien monster what? from the time tunnel, which killed many people. Now, what does that sound like? It's yeah, my shirt. I love Stranger Things. <laughs> I wear my Stranger Things shirt tonight. So, yeah, the Montauk Project was actually the inspiration for the Netflix TV series. It was? The Stranger Things, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Oh. If you look at the trivia and everything. Oh. Yep. Now, in more recent years, there's the story of John Teeter or Titer. I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. I don't know if anyone knows for sure because this was all done online. Um, but in November of 2000, a user by the name of Time Travel Zero underscore zero began posting online in a Time Travel Institute forum. The user's posts discussed time travel in general and what it would be needed to make a time machine work. Okay. Now I'm going to read a couple of his more interesting posts that I found. Okay. Quote. The basics for time travel start at CERN in about a year and end in 2034 with the first quote-unquote time machine built by GE. That's General Electric. Okay. Now, one poster asked what it was like to time travel because he had implied that he had done so. And this is what he said. Interesting first question. The unit has a ramp up time after the destination coordinates are fed into the computers. An audible alarm and a small light start a short countdown at which point you should be secured in a seat. The gravity field generated by the unit overtakes you very quickly. You feel a tug toward the unit similar to rising quickly in an elevator, and it continues to rise based on the power setting the unit is working under. At 100% power, the constant pull of gravity can be as high as 2 Gs or more, depending on how close you are to the unit. There are no serious side effects, but I try to avoid eating before a flight. No bright flash of light is seen. Outside the vehicle appears to accelerate as the light is bent around it. We have to wear sunglasses or close our eyes as this happens due to a short burst of ultraviolet, ultraviolet radiation. Personally, I think it looks like you're driving under a rainbow. After that, it appears to fade to black and remains totally black until the unit is turned off. We are advised to keep the windows closed as a great deal of heat builds up outside of the car. The gravity field also traps a small air pocket around the car that acts as your only O2 oxygen supply unless you bring compressed air with you. This pocket will only last for a short period, and a carbon sensor tells us when it's too dangerous. The C204 unit is accurate. From 50 to 60 years, a jump and travels at about 10 years an hour at 100% power. You do, not, you do hear a slight hum as the unit operates, and when the power changes or the unit turns off, there's a great deal of electrical crack, crackling noise from static electricity. That's a lot. It is a lot. 
a lot. I, I, okay, so this guy was posting on a form. Yes. For time travel. And I'm saying, I, I should clarify, I'm saying mm. that this is a guy because it's later identified as John Teeter, Titer. Um, and so, yes, he, he gives a little bit more of his backstory here in a minute. In January of 2001, a user who identified himself as John Teeter began posting on the Art Bell BBS forums. He claimed to be an American time traveler from 2036 who was sent back by the government to retrieve an IBM 5100 computer from 1975. He said he needed the computer to help debug several computer programs in the year 2036. He was chosen because his grandfather had been involved in the creation of that computer, the IBM 5100. He said he stopped off in the year 2000 for quote-unquote personal reasons, namely to visit family, collect photos that had been lost during his future's civil war. He claimed that in his timeline, a civil war had broken out in 2008, and then a nuclear World War III followed in 2015, killing billions of people. Teeter claimed in the multiverse, or he, he claimed to believe in this multiverse idea, right? The many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, suggesting that our timeline may differ from his, but only slightly. Okay, so this sounds like a couple things. This sounds like Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Though. Okay, but this also sounds like the MCU now, like the multiverse of whatever. Yeah. The MCU's. But, okay, so he was... He was like, like, you know, posting on these sites. Yes. And um, I don't know. I don't know. About they were like name. Reddit, I think. <sighs> Bless Excuse you. Me. It's allergy Sorry, season it's allergy in Kentucky. <laughs> I was trying to hold that back. It's okay. <sighs> Keep going. So, yes. So these think of these forums as like Reddits, like the Reddit yeah. version of Reddit, before, like Reddit in the early 2000s. Um, and then Art Bell, I think, is well known for Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's you know it's all this like fringe science and time travel and so this person who identifies himself as john teeter is claiming to be this time traveler and he does believe in this like multiverse multiple universes and how ours so this is what he has to say as far as the future goes your world line is about 2.5 percent different than mine This is a roughly cumulative measurement based on my arrival in 1975. As far as I can tell right now, you are headed toward the same events I would call, quote unquote, my history in 2036. However, the very nature of time travel states that every world line is unique and you're very much in control of what you do and how you get there. Heck, the fact that I'm here makes it different from mine. So what he's saying is, is that we're headed toward the same event, a similar fate, but it might be a longer than mm-hmm. what he experienced, mm-hmm. and we have control of said timeline. Yes. So it's kind of like, in, and maybe this is a spoiler for people who haven't seen Donnie Darko, but it's like in Donnie Darko where they can kind of see their path. He can see through and the you can yeah. control them a little mm-hmm. bit. The vortex. The vortexes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I, got, I I see what you're saying. He also provided detailed accounts of his time machine, which were supposedly, the machine was supposedly created by General Electric, GE, and installed in the back of a 1966 Chevrolet Corvette. Hell yeah. 
Here's what he had to say about the time machine's technological capabilities. Unfortunately, time travel is not an exact science. There is an inherent error and chaos in the computer's ability to make accurate calculations. Based on the current technology of the clocks and sensors, distortion units are only accurate to about 60 years or so. So no, in 2036, we are unable to travel back 1,000 years due to the error rate in the system. The divergence between the world line of origin and the target world line would be too great. If one were to try and travel back that far, history would look nothing like what we would expect. Okay. So after many years of failed predictions, many people began to believe John Teeter was an internet hoax. According to Wikipedia, a private investigator identified the John Teeter Foundation, a mm. for-profit company formed in September of 2003. Larry Haber, a Florida entertainment lawyer, is the CEO of the foundation. And it is believed that Larry and his brother Richard, who just so happens to be a computer scientist, were behind the hoax. Okay. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> so. Now, however, there are other people who have claimed to be time travelers. You can probably find some on YouTube and on TikTok, right? And I'm not going to mention all of those because I feel like John Teeter was really like the uh, the first one and the most notable. Um. But you can, you know, if you want to go online and look, you can. And people continue to search for signs of time travel on the internet. In, in recent years, people have been analyzing old black and white films and photos, seeking anything out of the ordinary for the time period. So, for example, there is what is known as Chaplin's Time Traveler. Now, included in the DVD version of the Charlie Chaplin film, The Circus, is a bonus clip from the premiere, so the movie premiere, um, was held and there there's a they're showing this clip of like outside the theater and there's a woman who's walking past and she's in like a black hat and a black cloak but she's holding an object up to her ear okay and i've included the photo here babe so you can see, I see that. so irish filmmaker george clark uploaded the clip to youtube you can see her walking it's an actual video and it does appear she's talking into this device whatever it is um, the clip that he uploaded was in October of 2015, and he posited that the woman was carrying what appeared to be a cell phone. So was she talking into a cell phone as she was walking past the theater? Was okay. she a time traveler? Some have suggested it could have just been a portable hearing aid, which was apparently appropriate for the time. There was like these little, like black, uh, like portable hearing aid things. It wasn't right. electronic. But so my thought on this is like, if she were a time traveler, how could she have used a cell phone if there were no cell phone towers? Right. Like there's no cell phone tower. So how would it work? But then I've also heard this theory of, yes, but if she's far enough in the future and she's come back in time, maybe they've figured out how to have cell phones that don't rely on tower signals. I guess, but my... I... Like you think about like... um. Star Trek and stuff, where they have like these portable handheld yeah, the communication, yeah. right? But I mean, it could just be the portable hearing device. Could too. be, yes. So, so another potential time traveler is known as the quote time traveling hipster. Oh, that's me, I guess. Yeah, you ought to like that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Online sleuths found a photograph from 1941 that shows a crowd at the reopening of the South Fork Bridge in Gold Bridge, British Columbia. 
There is a man that clearly looks different from the others who are there in the crowd. Most of the men have on suits and hats. A few women in the photo also seem to have dress suits on. But the man in question, this hipster, is wearing what looks to be a graphic t-shirt, cardigan, and dark sunglasses. And he's holding a small device in his hands that looks like maybe a camera. Now, skeptics say his attire isn't entirely out of the ordinary for the time period. They claim his style of glasses were actually first available in the 1920s. They also claim it's not a graphic t-shirt, but rather a sweater with a sewn-on emblem, which is often worn by sports teams. And as for the camera he's holding, it is smaller than most for that time period, but apparently Kodak did manufacture a portable camera beginning in 1938. So that could explain. But looking at the picture, he looks very out of place. Right? So, okay, I, mean, I included the photo here so that Drew can he, see. I mean, everyone is wearing, like, suits and ties and hats, and it looks like, you know, they're at the Kentucky Derby. But then this guy looks like he's getting ready to go to brunch and, like, you know, <laughs> And listen to a record. And listen to a record afterward. <laughs> I mean, he looks really cool, and I would probably be his friend. Um, <laughs> he doesn't you know, have a beard, though. No, I mean, that's fine. We'll just go for an I, IPA. Um, but, I mean... I. I don't know, though. He looks very... Out of place. He looks out of place. He looks very out of place in that photo. Yeah. But also... So that has not been photoshopped? Allegedly, no. Okay. Because it could have been. Allegedly, this was a photo... I'd have to look back, but I think this was a photo that had been verified. That it it was actually um, part of some type of exhibit or some type of um, museum or something. And someone had found this image. So, I no, I, it is not believed this has been photoshopped. Okay. Okay. So, all this talk of time travel just want, makes me want to watch Terminator. And Terminator 2, specifically. That is a good one. <laughs> and there's actually a lot of movies that use the concept of time travel as a plot device. Like we talked about Back to the Future, Donnie Darko. But, uh, and I mentioned Star Trek, right? So one of my favorite Star Treks as a child, like I didn't even like Star Trek that much, but I love the voyage home. Oh, the, the fourth one? one. Yes. I love oh. that one. Okay. That's my fave. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even talk about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure either. I know. I thought you might want to. That's a good movie. <laughs> That's a really good movie. Yeah. The I first know. one's really, the second one's like. Eh. Did you watch the, the second one? Was no, there the, like a remake or, or a, a new? There was a third one. Third one. And I never watched it. I should have. But it just also it, it didn't it didn't look that good. Yeah. It, it's one it's like the legacy sequels. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I mean they're like they you have these great eighties movies that like they're the good for was. what they are, but they wouldn't actually do right. well now. It's like trying to remake um oh, what's that movie where they create the woman? Weird science. Oh, weird science. Oh, Could you, you can... imagine that now no, being no, no. made in 2023? Absolutely not. You cannot make that nowadays. Yeah. So, and, and there's also some more recent movies too, like Looper, Source Code, Interstellar, and The Atom Project. We saw that one. I liked it. I liked it okay. It was all right. It was okay. So, anyway, listeners, what do you think about time travel stories? Do you think it's possible that we could travel through time? Do you think that maybe it's already happened? Have we been visited by real-life time travelers? If so, have their actions helped prevent us from some cataclysmic event like in Terminator 2? That would be kind of cool. Ooh. All right. So are we headed down that path? I don't know. Maybe it's just been pushed back a little bit further. Like um, Skynet. 
is Scarlet's pretty much Alexa. Oh, sorry if I said that and it messed up any of your all's machines, like your your equipment at home. Right. Alexa, <laughs> follow Spirit of Spirits on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay. So tell us what you think. Email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. Yeah. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast. Thanks so much for listening and joining us. Um, we hope you continue to listen every week as we talk about spirits while we sip on some spirits. Bye. Bye.